Welcome to the Be Bold in Business podcast. My name is Samantha Hearn and I am the host of this amazing channel. I wanted to bring you a place where you hear from myself and other amazing, inspirational business people on their journey to the success they've created. I wanted to bring you the offline journeys to the online successes that we see on social media. I want to create a place where you hear the struggles people have been through, the challenges, the lessons they've learned, the mistakes they've made, so that you know that ordinary people can create extraordinary things every single day, and that it's totally possible for you too. The Be Bold in Business podcast is a place where you are going to hear real, genuine, warts and all stories from some of the most exceptional people in business and how they succeeded anyway. If you are ready to show up in your business, if you are ready to be bold, if you are ready to learn from your mistakes, if you are ready to bounce back and become more resilient, this is the podcast for you. And me, Samantha Hearn, I cannot wait to welcome you, support you, empower and inspire you and share with you the stories that sometimes don't get shared online and give you this real refreshing approach on how building a business sometimes can be hard, sometimes involves failing, sometimes involves struggle, but you can still succeed anyway. So welcome to the Be Bold in Business podcast, and I cannot wait for you to take your invitation to be bold in your business too. Welcome to another episode of the podcast where you are having a mini masterclass. And from the title, I know so many of you are already going to be listening to this more than once. So if you're listening to this frantically in the bath, thinking I need to take notes, don't worry, you'll have to come back and listen again. But before we meet our guest, remember that when we have guest experts on the podcast, it's all about giving you the best experience and making sure you can walk away with things that can help your business. So I tried to make sure that I ask questions that I know you and your business would benefit from. So this is really Really about you as the listener, not about myself and the guest. And anything we can do to, to support you is the focus of these like mini masterclass sessions. So be, we are going to dive into the topic that you obviously can see on the title. But before we do that, we're going to meet our guests. So hello, introduce yourself and let us know a bit about who you are. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm Jodie Hayward, better known as the Systems Alchemist. And um, I just love helping uh, female entrepreneurs level up their game in terms of their systems to support their freedom and to support their business growth um, so that they can, you know, go out and help more people and live in their zone of genius more often. I love that. Uh, and this is why I know this episode is going to get a lot of replays and taking notes because um, a lot of women that run their own businesses are also wearing lots of hats. Mm -hmm. And that could be in business, it could be outside of business, but there's just kind of a lot of juggling going on. Um, and I love what you've shared around the fact that, yeah, you are basically the system's alchemist, but you're here to try and allow them to be in their zone of genius and remove quite a lot of the, the fuss that comes with running a business. And my first topic or question around that is, if there is a woman in business listening to this, which 99.9% .9 of them are um, in business, they're running their business and they do feel like that, Jodie, you know, like they have that kind of, I'm doing all the things, whether it's mumming, whether it's being a partner, a friend, whether it's coaching, whether it's doing their therapy work, their graphic design, running websites, they're doing all the things, but then they also still need to be writing their emails, scheduling their emails, adding tags to their emails, thinking about what they're doing when they're launching, tracking their invoices, thinking about client onboarding, looking at Canva graphics. There's just a lot going on that they're thinking, this isn't what I want to do running my business, but I seem to be doing all of it. 
where or how does that bring you into the fold so people can kind of understand a bit more if they're in that space? I love that because so many people are in that space, right? And it's um, it's really easy to get bogged down in the weeds of every day and what, what I call firefight, the inbox, you know, um, and not kind of be proactive um, to kind of plan stuff out. And I think this is where systems really come in. This is what I love and why I love helping people because I, I facilitate that help with the systems that I create. Um, and, you know, in, in everyday life, everything's a process that we do. Even if you are doing everything in your business, you are you are doing them in a process. You might not recognize it. It might not be written out, but it's a process, right? So um, I think the, thir- the first thing to do is to recognize the processes that are most important to you. Now, obviously, we have the main ones like the launch process that you've got, the sales process that you've got, the onboarding process. Um, and the delivery, how you deliver on the promise you've just sold. Those are kind of the main promise, um, sorry, processes that you've got within your business that more often than not, unless you're selling a one-to-one program that is completely personalized each time, more often than not, it's the same steps over and over again. And once you start to understand that, you know, when you write out these processes, when you actually start to recognize um, how they're flowing, um, you've got kind of a blueprint that you can then optimize from. It's really hard when you're in it to see, okay, well, I'm doing this, I'm doing X, let's say I'm sending an auto, um, I'm sending a manual email to someone, welcoming them aboard and giving them all the access to things. Um, and whilst you're in it, you can't really step back and see, well, actually, I can automate that. That's something that I can automate within my CRM, within my email marketing system. Active campaign is a is a massive favorite of mine. I'm always using active campaign. Um, and what you're not seeing is that whilst you're sending that manual email, which is great, you know, you think it's personalized and stuff like that. In fact, what you're doing is kind of disempowering your client because they're purchasing something from you and by not instantly recognizing that and them having to wait for you to manually send an email to them and get assets and stuff like that and then they're having to maybe email you and go well I I can't find this where's that like you're doing your your business a disservice you're also doing your client a disservice so um I've got a bit of a tangent there I get really really passionate about these things um but the the starting point is really understanding that everything that you are doing is a process. And if you were to, let's say, use um, a little helpful 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 um, add on that I like to use called Tango.us, let's say you had that little extension on your Google Chrome browser, and you thought, okay, I'm doing onboarding. Click the little button, and it's going to record everything that you do in a nice little process for you. So you don't even have to go and write it down. Is that simple, you know? That's where to start, right where you currently are with your processes, and then you can look at optimizing them and taking yourself out of the loop a bit more. That's a, I really love that because I think there's two things from here, which is why this was my first question. Sometimes people don't know that that could be a process and they mm-hmm. think, they just presume Um, well I'll just email because that's what I've always done or I will manually add them into Google Drive because that's what I've done so even just having that as your first answer 
one showcases why it's important to work with someone like you because until someone says that you don't always see this as the next step because you've never done it before so if you did set up a business which you know when most women set up their business they don't think about all of these things they think about what they're passionate about and how they could change their life and change their family's life or change their future they don't think about those nitty-gritty let's create an automation in active campaign they don't even know what active campaign is so <laughs> I think that the if you were to give a top tip so I love this and I just really want to kind of round that off with so people have a place to start so if they are thinking about right everything's a process as Jodie said whether it is making my sales doing my communication onboarding how can I start to make sense of this so I know what I'm asking for and I know we both value this in terms of when people invest you want to know what you're investing in. So you want to be able to go to the person and say, this is what I'm looking for and this is what I need so that you therefore get that outcome. So if someone's thinking and listening to this already, feeling more empowered and thinking, do you know what? I do need to sort out my systems and I really want to get better at understanding my processes so then I can work with someone to optimize them. What would be your top tip to actually create some kind of, tracking or document or a list or bullet point or something for how they know what their process would be so uh, it like literally you could do it in any type of form you can get post-its and put each step on a post-it so you can rearrange them you know um you can use i really like using flow charts because you can see there's often going to be um, a decision to make like this is my sales process have they purchased yes have they not purchased no so there's often splits. And when you do it visually, even if you're drawing bubbles or, you know, something like that, when you do it visually, it's really a lot easier to then see. And that really creates the baseline for uh, the rest of the systems that you're going to create. So you'd have the process. This is how I onboard someone. Um, and this is, let's say, step one, take payment. OK, well, let's attach an SOP to that or a video that shows how payment is taken or how the the link is sent, etc. Um, it creates a, a baseline for people. And I think going back to what you're saying, it's people don't know what they don't know. Do you know what I mean? They want to, yeah. they want to help people. They want to live in their zone of genius. And that's what I want for them as well. Um, and just having kind of a, a foundational set, if you will, of the most important processes that you've got in your business, then allow you to have, um, a, a place to start also when you think about it people are looking to they get to a certain stage they're looking to take someone on a big block that I see for people uh, when it comes to like team members is well I don't know what I'm going to give them like it's all in my head uh, like it's going to take me longer to get out I might as well just do it myself mm. so if you start from uh, a place of having these kind of foundational processes drawn out however you want to draw them however you want to draw them you might want to write them um how whatever works for you, if you start at that place, you'll then go, okay, well, I need a VA now to take care of my client delivery process because I know now what that is. It doesn't have to be optimized straight away as long as it's down. You know, you can hand that straight over to a VA and go, this is my client delivery process. This is what I need you to manage. Could you also create SOPs around it as you're managing it, you know? Yeah, I love that. I love that. And that's why I asked, because, again, I don't want people listening to think, 
oh shit, this needs to be done on an app or on like a certain certain type of software. They can use post-its, we can have a flow chart, you could do bubbles, whatever. But I, I agree with you. I think as long as you in your business has a baseline foundation of what it looks like, they could, for example, come to someone like you and say, look, I know this isn't as good as it could be, but this is what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. You can see it on this bit of paper, these post-its, whatever. Can you just tell me how we could make that better? For the person listening, at least you're in control of knowing where your business is. Because, I mean, you must see this a lot, Jody. What, what you don't want is people coming to you saying, help me optimize. But you then have to almost have a, a role of responsibility and kind of ethics and saying, well, do you know where you are now? And mm-hmm. if that process kind of exposes vulnerabilities to people and they're not ready for it, it's not a very nice experience. So, this is a really good question so that someone can come to you and say, I already know this isn't working as well as I want, but I've taken control of that. And I'm also really proud that I've come from being a, a corporate banker and I've now decided I want to become a NLP practitioner. I'm really proud of the fact that I've set up my Instagram and I've set up my email and I've got a website, but now I want to make it better. You know, it must be such a nicer feeling for someone to come to you with that rather than I literally don't even know what a system or a flowchart or my processes are yeah it's definitely empowering as well and a lot of people I think uh, the word system I mean it's different for everyone really the way I see a system um, is a component of sort of five elements and the platforms that we talk about like active campaign kajabi um, you know, thrive quite the rest of it, they are part of the system, but they're not the whole of the system. So don't get confused where I'm saying, you know, you need a system. I'm not saying you need Kajabi. Yeah. You don't need a platform, you need a system. And that starts with your process map. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Okay, so this is the sexy questions. Um, <laughs> and if you do want to ask Jodie things like, what are the best systems? Sorry, sorry, what are the best platforms? So maybe you do have an onboarding system in place now and you really want it to look like this or you, you want to be able to send a gift or you want to be able to track their payments or whatever. If you've got specific questions about that stuff, then I'm going to leave her info in the show notes, which we'll talk about at the end. And you can just DM her and ask those questions because um, there's just too much for us to do in this, in this because there's just so many platforms. Um, and like you said that's not the whole part of the the system so Mm -hmm. but one system that I do think everyone's going to be on the edge of their seat wanting to find out more about is this idea of um, launching slash sales you know so some people make sales without um, big launches and some people make sales with stereotypical big launches but in all of the work that you've done with all of the amazing clients that you've supported I just would love for you to be able to give if you can, and I know this is hard because there's just so much, but kind of like an overview of what you've seen as common trends or themes that have made launches more successful than others. Mm-hmm. So people can at least kind of look from your perspective and say, right, well, these are some of the themes or trends I haven't done or I could do better. Um, so, yeah, what themes or trends do you think have made launches more successful than others? based on the work that you do so um it's a really good question and you know there are so many different types of launches even if you were to do like a stereotypical challenge or masterclass it's going to be different for each person right Mm. um first and foremost is planning preparation there's so many people um leave it to the last minute 
and don't have things in place and people talk about burnout through launches it doesn't have to be like that I mean it's intense but it doesn't have to be a, a bring you to the brink of um burnout I nearly said extinction then <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be like that if you plan ahead um you, you're going to be in much better you know control but also what that's going to allow you to do is build systems to support you throughout the launch or have your team or someone like me build systems to support you throughout the launch um you know typically people get to a certain point maybe like low six figures with a a set of systems that they kind of duct tape together what I call it um and then you know pull them apart and put them back together and still even at that point I'm finding that people don't take the time to plan their launches properly, don't take the time to prepare. Now, what I like about this is that if you have the systems in place, so let's say you're running a, a masterclass, right? If you have the, the, the systems in place to collect the opt-in, to nurture people that's going to increase your conversion so they're actually turning up on the masterclass, so that you've got automations in the background that follow up if people have attended if they haven't attended we're personalizing the message each time um and that keep that keep you top of mind build the trust the no like trust factor what that does because that's happening in the background it leaves you free to have more personal connection with people that are showing like your hottest leads people showing more interest the system allows you to not only scrape off those people and go and talk to them personally but allows you the time and freedom to be able to do that without going I haven't sent today's sales email do you know what I mean um so it's that support as well because what I'm seeing more and more is people are buying from the dms they want personal connection um mm. they want that one-to-one -one connection I'm just seeing it again and again and again in the launches so if you plan and have the systems in place to allow you the freedom to actually have conversations and to actually have a launch period where you're not going to be burnt out. It's going to feel so much better. And energetically, you know this, you're going to be in a place where you're going to attract more. Mm, yeah. And also you are right. How can you be confidently and excitingly in the DMs answering questions and being available if you're you know excuse my French like dicking around on the internet trying to work out what yeah. you should be doing like no yeah. one wants to do that like it's the most frustrating feeling like oh this is broken and I need to fix it but I really want to be focusing on talking to these amazing incredible people okay so I've kind of got like a backup question that I know people would want to ask based on what you've just said mm. what sort of time frame and again I know this is personal but just to give people an idea do you think is appropriate for their planning of a launch you know someone might go well I do plan but it's like a week ahead so what <laughs> kind of time frame do you think is like most um like general enough that people can have as a baseline but specific enough that people aren't thinking what am I doing with all that time like what would be kind of like a sweet yeah. spot for planning um that is a really good question and obviously there's there's a lot of different um elements to this you know whether you're running ads for it the idea is though the whole idea of a launch is to increase your conversions, right? And the earlier you plan, the earlier you can start your marketing content, the earlier you can get all your emails done so you can show up online on your stories, on your reels, getting people actually to opt into your launch. So, um, I mean, I'd like six weeks kind of a minimum 
to be planning something. We always start the opt-in about two weeks before the actual event. Um, we don't want to have it too far out that people are forgetting about the event. We don't want to have it too close that we're not getting the amount of people in that we need, uh, essentially. So if you've got, say, the two weeks and then another four weeks behind that to actually plan, start your social media content, get the organic stuff, because obviously, even if you are doing ads, if you get more people organically, it's going to cost you less, you know? So um, the earlier you can plan that, the the better it's going to be for everyone, especially if you've got a team as well to manage this. Yeah, I love that. Okay, good. Because I just think actually sometimes people think planning exactly that. It's like, well, how long? Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So my next question to pick your brains, because this is amazing for people to have this access to you. So is in the work that you do then, are there some things that you think um, in your experience, this won't be for everyone listening, but it might be some of you listening. Is there, are there things that people waste too much time on that don't exactly what you've said in the last question actually have like a a real impact on what they're trying to achieve like do you see people getting lost down certain rabbit holes that if you were involved you would just be able to say listen you don't need to spend 10 hours doing x is that in terms of a launch um good question i would say what would you want to hear as a listener both launching and then also in kind of just their overall running of their business okay so in launching um a lot of people get caught up on the tech they're like oh what what should i what should i host my webinar on like what what am i gonna Hmm. what's gonna work better for me people don't tend to run practice sessions i don't know why because that's the easiest way to learn the platform that you're running on um but yeah, they really get in their head about the tech. Well, this is this, you know, is this good? Um, and they, the focus is on like the creative or, I mean, messaging is important, but if you're going to change the title of your masterclass 10 times, you know, we're, yeah. we're procrastinating at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? You've got to get out there. Um, so yeah, I think it's typically what I call visionary, so the big picture thinkers, they tend to get in their head about whether they're using the right tech and whether that is um, going to work for them um, and kind of procrastinating in the creative side of it as well. Uh, you're never going to go wrong spending time, you know, writing your emails, your pre-nurtures, your sales emails. Um, they're all really important and, you know, personal. So that's a really good way to spend your focus uh, and also showing up because people are coming to the masterclass for you, right? They come in to, for you um, to learn from you, to know, like, and trust you. It's, you know, buying behavior has really changed and people, you know, they buy the person. So in everyday life and everyday business, um, I think it kind of switches. It's funny, isn't it? Because during the launch, People are like, the tech needs to support me. Like, I need this tech to work. And then as soon as the launch is over, they're like, right, what can I cut? Because I need to cut my outgoings. Instead of focusing on, like, how can I earn more money off my list? I'm focusing on how can I get the cost of my email marketing platform down, which is just, it, it mind boggles me. You know, obviously, you know, you don't need to pay through the nose for things and having a lean tech stack is something I always recommend. 
Um, don't get pulled into the shiny object syndrome of what everyone else is doing as well. Oh, so-and-so's got this and it works really well for them. Every business is different. You know, you might be running the same business as the next person, but you're different. Your client's different. Um, so don't get pulled into the that kind of thing, that kind of rabbit hole as well. Yeah, I've, I love that. And I would actually agree. I definitely think during launching, people um, can get really overwhelmed and bogged down with should I use web web ninja do I need to use zoom do I need which one which one's the best and actually you're right that just you know there until you're in it is that really the most important part of, of this launch but it can really really paralyze people and think well I, I don't I can't start until I have the best tech the best thing in place yeah. Um, yeah. so sorry I was going to say a quick tip about actually choosing something if you are hosting something like a like a masterclass the thing you need to look for is the one that's going to give you the most data what is going to tell you if they attended if they didn't attended um you know what's going to tell you the drop-off time so that you can optimize your masterclass content for next time uh you know what's going to um track the engagement and, and stuff like that that's the one you need to look for not um you know what's going to look the best or i think that that and also give the best customer experience as to them actually joining those are the two things that i would look for in like a webinar platform if you're hosting something like a masterclass yeah i love that okay right and then my final question um are there any things um because yeah there's a lot of women like you said that will be listening to this that are low six figures um, their business is working, maybe they do have a VA, they've done launches in the past, um, you know, they've made sales and that's happening, but they probably do have a few bits of duct tape flying around. Um, and there's a few areas of their business that they're kind of almost ignoring now and thinking, oh, I just, I don't know if I want to really unpick this because it'll be more work. I've been there, you know, it might not be working as well as it could, but it's working well enough. And mm -hmm. I don't have the capacity right now to really, do a full-on audit on all of that so let's just keep going as it is and then eventually the business continues to grow which is amazing but then something breaks and then and that's when it's kind of like disaster zone mm -hmm. so for for that type of woman listening who is it's working they're making sales their business is going well they've they've done a, a fantastic job of getting this far in the business space in terms of what, all the things we've said like knowing invoicing and etc etc but maybe they do have some duct tape they want to remove so their business can go to the next level, become more professional, really elevate. Maybe they just, are, they feel they're ready for that. They feel like they want to be taken more seriously in their industry or their clients have a better experience, etc. Are there any just words of wisdom or top tips that you would give to that type of woman? Oh, well, that's a hard one. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to tell you where I start, really, because this is the sort of person that that comes to me. They're low six figures. They want to get to seven figures. Um, and what gets you to six figures doesn't allow you to get to seven figures in, yeah. in general, unless you are technically minded. Um, so the place where I start is the baseline that we've spoken about. Like, if you've got a team, which is great, more often than not, they're doing a lot of tasks that you could probably automate. So it's an audit of your team, an audit of your tech stack. Now, it's really difficult because when you are a visionary, 
when you're not process kind of your brain doesn't work in processes what will happen is you'll have so many things going around it's really hard to pull one thing out and go okay this is where I'm going to start but if we take um let's say my three buckets right again I've got to choose a different name for them but uh, the first one is your your marketing and sales now obviously you don't have um you don't have a business without without yourselves your your attraction and nurture bucket so if we start there how can we then look at um you know optimizing the process what process are people going through uh and how can that be kind of optimized more what manual steps do i have in there that i'm currently paying my va to do that i could actually have you know something to do something um done as well and how how is the current platform stack that I'm using, the tech stack that I'm using, actually working for me? Because what I'll find is that, I mean, it's kind of a pet hate of mine, these all-in-one tools. You know, they're, they're kind of, they're marketed to, um, you know, new coaches. And, and I mean, to be fair, a lot of high-level people use them as well, but they're used in such a way that is not accessible to lower-level people that are just starting out their business. So when you're starting out, it's very easy to go, okay, all in one, I can do everything in here. But then you get to a certain point um, and you're not able to scale your income because that all in one doesn't actually allow you to do that. So in a roundabout way, I'm trying to say that having a, a real good audit of the platforms that you currently have, the systems and processes that you currently have, um, allows you to then go right well this is what's happening with my team I'm spending way too money too much money because of xyz in my process isn't actually working um, but when you get to that point doing that yourself probably doesn't make sense if I'm honest it probably doesn't make sense to you. you you really have to know where to focus your time don't you because is your time best spent selling and being in your zone of genius or is it best spent in your tech stack looking at whether you can automate a step in a process to make it more optimized you know so yes you can do that um you can start with the processes you can look at the, the customer journey that you've got throughout you can look at what i call the system the the symptoms of a systems issue so having, you know, 25 clients in your inbox every week going, where is this? I can't find that. That's a systems issue. Like you haven't got a system to deliver the content in a way that they are able to easily access it. Um, but people don't see it as a systems issue. They just see the system. And like I said, is that where you want to spend your time? Um, probably not. <laughs> yeah. I've, I don't yeah. know if that was helpful or not, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, very, very. Because I think that is good for people in that space to hear. Basically, if you want to do it yourself, this is this is the kind of work you need to do. Mm. Because it does take time. And, and auditing your business effectively does take time and commitment and, and real attention to detail. And you're right, sometimes that isn't what you want to be spending your time on. So therefore, you need to get someone to either support you with that or you're going to have to sacrifice your time somewhere else to make time for that if, if you want to do it yourself but I think the thing that really stood out for me there that you said was really about you could be paying someone to do something that you could have done automatically mm -hmm. 
And that I definitely think a lot of people don't or haven't maybe thought on and thought, actually, that is true. Maybe I am paying my VA to do this when it could be done already. Um, and even automating is such an empowering space, but you need to know what to automate. So yeah. like, like you said, if we go back to the very start of this conversation, you can't really do any of this until you've got this kind of flow chart or post-it note or diagram out to really see what you want to focus on. Mm. Um, I love that. And I have, I will say this again, if you are listening, I know you're going to be listening and you've probably got about a thousand questions for Jodie, um, but it, there's just, it's just such a big topic. So if you do have questions, then I'm going to leave you all of her information and then, yeah, they can just DM you and ask their questions. Is that the best? Oh, completely. Yeah. Yeah. I will say just lastly on the duct tape bit is that your systems may be duct taped together, but as a visionary in your business, you won't see the duct tape. Like you won't know that that's there. Um, it's, you know, it's got you this far and it's having someone actually coming from the outside and going, do you know what? We need to rip this duct tape, this bandaid off, take it apart, put it back together. Yeah, you're so right. You're so right, actually. And I've definitely been there. And someone said, someone in my team has been like, this isn't working. And I'm like, what? I didn't know that. <laughs> so you're right. It is very difficult. Um, and also, I think it's really good to recognize that because actually it's so hard for for you to feel like you have to do everything. And if you are listening to this, that isn't your job. You're not actually supposed to do everything. But if you want to get to a point where you're doing less and doing it better, you need to get the people that can do the things that you don't or aren't as good at doing, doing them for you. Um, and I advocate for that. I don't do quite a lot of things in my business because it's, it wouldn't get done properly because I don't know what I'm doing. So if I had to then learn how to do it and do it to the level I expect, because I have really high expectations, I would not have a business because the expectation of the thing that I want done, I can't deliver myself. But if I then, which goes back to the start when I was saying to Jodie about questions, if I then worked with someone, I want to know exactly how to delegate and exactly what I want. I just don't want to do it. I'm mm -hmm. not really interested in the how you do it and the, the whys and the wherefores, but I'm expecting it to look or be or function like that. I can't do that myself. But But so many of us do put this pressure to be technicians almost and if that's not your zone of genius it wasn't mine before I came into this space I was it, it just would take me so long to to work that out yeah and then you become the bottleneck in your business like literally oh God, yeah yeah mm -hmm. and I wouldn't want to do my business to be honest with you Jodie and that's where so many women would be I don't want to do it because this isn't feeling good it's not yeah. feeling fun it's taking me too long and it's too hard but a lot of that is just because we're trying to force ourselves into tasks that we aren't supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I know a lot of it comes down to cost at a certain point, um, you know, but if you're the money that you're, that you're actually spending, you're going to get back tenfold in terms of the time that you're then able to spend creating more of the revenue that you deserve and growing your business. Yeah. And also, like you said, though, even if it starts with um, a VA, at least you're going to be hiring a VA to do efficient tasks to move your business forward and not basically just take things off your plate. Yeah. 
So yeah. could start with that. You know, you might not be in a position where you could work with someone like Jody or someone that does launches or ads or whatever it is, but you might say, actually, I just want someone to help me with my email automation. But that's a start. At least you know what you're looking for um, yes. and you've created a system for that. So then as the business grows and you do have more of these things in place and these SOPs, when you when you are at a position where you potentially work with someone like Jody in this strategic alchemy way, you can say, look, I did work with someone and we did this. I worked with someone and we did this. And then that's a, it's a process, isn't it? That in itself is a process. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 And this is why I created the, the five core elements, the, the kind of um, formula, if you like, to create a system, because then you can give it to, you know, like you've got a VA or an EA or an OBM or whatever and be like, this is how XYZ's system has been created. This is a formula I want you to follow to create further systems. Um, you know, don't be afraid as well to to pass that on to other people like if you've got someone doing sales they create the sales system they're doing it you know that's not what you're meant to be doing mm -hmm. um definitely you know delegate that but make sure that you're you're optimizing the way that you're delegating you can't just be paying someone to do something that you did you'll end up resenting them yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could talk about this all day, but is there anything <laughs> that we haven't or you haven't been able to say based on the type of questions I've asked for the listener that you want to um, get out there? Um, I think, you know, for people that are visionaries and not technically minded and get blinded by the kind of tech side of things, I really just want to encourage you to ask questions. Like, don't just ask the question why I think one reason why I'm good at what I do is because I'm always asking why why does it work like that is there a way it can be done better um and don't be afraid to reach out to people myself I can't speak for others obviously I love receiving questions about platforms and tech and stuff like that I don't have to be working with I don't ever have to work with you if you want to come and ask me a question go for it you know, don't be afraid to ask the question. It doesn't mean to say you're less of a business owner or less of a person. Ask the question, be curious. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I love that. And as someone that loves asking questions, I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for spending this time with everyone. And, you know, this is great. Based on what the feedback is from the listeners, we could do another podcast episode. We could make it more specific. We could go deeper. But I think this is a really good introduction masterclass to the work that you do and also to this kind of space with people. So if you're listening, you've had a little bit of support around maybe launches, a little bit of support around your overall systems and workflow, a bit of support around things like platforms so this just gives you a bit of a taster in all of the things that Jodie and I could discuss so thank you for having this first kind of mini masterclass with everyone um and like I said I'll put your show notes and your website and all of those links sorry your Instagram and your website in the show notes and then people can come and stalk and consume all of the magic that you offer yeah and ask the questions I'd love to see you in my dms yes thank, thank you so, so much, much.